Weekend Mornings with Glenn Van Zutphen. Replay from Money FM 89.3. It is time for international news review. Nicholas Fang of Black Dot is joining us in the studio. Nick, good to see you again. Welcome. Good to see you. It's been a, it's been a couple of weeks. Yeah. But we've got some interesting stuff to cover, so happy to be here. Well, it's it's uh, been very busy uh, around the region and around the world. And let's start first, though, with, uh, I think, our fun good news story, which is the SEA Games happening uh, in, in the Philippines, Clark Air Force Base, Manila, that area. And uh, Team Singapore is, is charging, trying, trying hard. And what's your take on, first of all, the games in general? It got a slow start with a lot of uh, logistical issues and, and stuff like that. But then once the, uh, once the kickoff ceremony happened, uh, things started to kind of fall in place. Well, it's something that we kind of expect. Uh, you know, I've done four SEA Games myself, including 2005 in the Philippines. Mm. And uh, I, I think challenges to logistics and administration of organizing major competitions like these are definitely not the not not just the domain of the Philippines or even Southeast Asian countries. We we hear Olympics running into troubles, Asian Games, Commonwealth Games. So you know, put, just putting on something of this scale is, is not easy. Yeah. So um, the little bumps and, and uh, sort of bruises along the way in the early days, I think most of the teams who participate just take it in their stride. I know that uh, there were some, some hiccups and some stories about food and logistics that that were making some headlines right at the beginning. But since the games have taken off, as far as I can tell, I mean, I, I haven't been there. I was there just uh, the week before the SEA mm. Games started for other projects. And um, I think everything has just been rolling along really smoothly. But of course, the performance of Team, Sing- Team Singapore is something that uh, I've been following with, with quite a lot of interest. Yeah. Uh, we're up to about fifth in the medal table now. Obviously, great, we hope right? to to do a little bit better in, yeah. in the remaining days of the competition. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just been it's been cool to to follow and to see the the results, not just of the sort of established stars. What's been really heartening for me is to see new sports coming up and also debutants in in some of the sports really stepping up, not just winning medals but really fighting for gold medals as yeah. well. So it's been Wh- really encouraging. Which new sports are catching your eye? Um, well, we, we see some, of course, close to my heart. Uh, you know, I, I started the Modern Pentathlon Federation in Singapore back in 2009 mm. before the Youth Olympics in 2010. And we've got two kids who are winning bronze, you know, medals in, in the, the version of the sport that's contested in the Philippines. And who would have thought, you know, mm. that Modern Pentathlon A would feature in the SEA Games, <laughs> B would see Singaporeans winning medal, uh, medalists. So, yeah. um, it's been, it's been fantastic to see that. We see, of course, some of the quirky, uh, sports that are on display, like, uh, dance sport and ballroom dancing and we're, we're doing quite well there hmm. um, and yesterday combat sambo you know uh, a good buddy of mine uh, Nazri Sutari who used to be a, a, a fencer he started out as a fencer before moving into martial arts he won the gold medal in, in men's combat sambo most people wouldn't even be able to describe okay. what combat I, sambo is I, I, I plead ignorance on this one tell us what is what is it well sambo is a, is a martial art it's a, it's a form of kickboxing uh, originating in, in Russia I guess that's the, the easiest way for people to understand there's hmm. some element of grappling as well hmm. so it's a new new introduction and normal Normally in the past, we've seen, of course, uh, hosts introducing sports, and that's that's the quirky nature of the Sea Games is that there is latitude to introduce some sports, right. traditional sports they call it, and and countries typically would introduce stuff that they're they're a little bit better at than mm. the rest of the competition, mm. <laughs> um, and and normally the rest of the countries sort of put up with it and like okay fine you know and 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 they try their best, but Singapore has been doing really well, not just again like I said winning medals but winning gold medals, so yeah. that's that's been fantastic. Oh, um, we did well in swimming so far. 
Joseph Schooling and others have done well. Indeed, and and that was one of the examples of the athletes where uh, it's not just the 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 veterans, the the Olympic champions who are leading the charge, but you've got young guys coming up. Um, you know, Joseph was pushed into second place in the fifty meter butterfly, fortunately by his teammate. Um, that was really good. We saw us, uh, a young kid winning the two hundred meter freestyle. Uh, we've seen young girls coming up and dominating as well. And, and full credit to the to the program that is in place um, at Singapore Swimming. The, the national coach, national training center coach, uh, Gary Tan, uh, Singapore Olympian, homegrown talent, but also homegrown coaching talent, mm. uh, really demonstrating. And he's, he's assisted by a, uh, a strong team of young coaches, Marcus and Leonard as well, showing that they can develop a program that can dominate across, you know, different events. It's not just the guys or the girls or the short distance yeah. or the middle distance, but, um, the next question would be how can we elevate the game such that we start to dominate at Asian games and then mm. and beyond and that's always been the the interesting challenge for us get toward the Olympics and of course uh, just in the news today 22 year old uh, Singaporean Shanti uh, Perea took bronze in the women's 200 meter sprint so that was uh, great for her um, you know you you mentioned an interesting point which is what's next or where where what's the progression look like because for many years you know Singapore has been lagging in in this and now with Singapore sports school and with many of the other programs around. Um, of course, they're building that new tennis center in the Kalang and, and uh, with the sports hub. Uh, we are finally, I think, as a country starting to recognize, appreciate, really go after training athletes. Now, I think we still have a long way to go compared to many countries in terms of the sponsorships and the money behind it that it takes to really, um, to really train uh, the top, top level. It looks like we're on the right path. Is that is that an appropriate way to to look at it? I think so, and I think uh, you know when when people talk about sports excellence, they have to realize it's not an overnight you know solution. Mm. You know, building systems and building a sporting culture and building an ecosystem takes years, decades, generations even. And I think one heartening thing to note from this year's Sea Games thus far is that the the medals are coming across a really broad range of sport. We've yeah. got a gold medal from golf. We've got bowling, we've got, as you mentioned, swimming, we've got medals. From Sailors have been fencing. doing well. Yep. Sailors have been doing well. Yep. Um, the fencers, again, you know, I'm biased towards that. And, and today we have a chance for one more event, the men's at Bay team, which is my old event. <laughs> and hopefully we bring in a good medal from there too. Yeah. Um, but it's coming across a broad range, which shows that development initiatives that have were, the, the seeds were planted for some time are slowly starting to bear fruit. Of course, you know, like you mentioned, uh, bringing in the broader ecosystem of stakeholders, whether it's corporate partners, whether it's, you know, the looking at the system in terms of education, in terms of national service. These are all things that um, that we've been looking at and will have to be refined as we go along to, to optimize the very small talent pool that we have. Let's talk about the, the corporate sponsorship element of it, because up, up till now, it's vastly been a government-led effort, government dollars going into it. You know, when you look at North America, when you look at Australia, you know, huge amounts of corporate sponsorship money go in to sponsor and to support the training activities. How do we get Singapore businesses, especially Singapore-based businesses, to support Singapore sports at a higher dollar level? Yeah, and this is an issue that I've looked at for a long time. Uh, I've 
I've I've been involved with sports marketing a number of times. Mm. Uh, I've started a sports marketing firm and then it sort of shuttered because you know there wasn't much much buzz. Mm. Recently restarted as well. And the, the, I think the crux of the issue is that corporates um, they're not going to do stuff for charity. They're not going to do stuff out of the goodness of their hearts. Right. And I and you don't want sports to become a charitable cause. You want to demonstrate the value. So there's a business have. case for there it, right? There is a business case. Yeah. And I think the crux of it is what is your target audience? You know, mm-hmm. how big is your target audience? How big is your consumer base? Are you on media? Are you in ways, are you on platforms where people can consume the content that is built around sports, whether it's live, whether it's on your mobile phone, whether it's online? And then you can demonstrate value to to brands that, you know, association with, with this thing is not just good because it supports a wonderful endeavor of sports, but it brings you, you know, eyeballs. It brings you brand awareness. Mm. And you can structure programs that, that really associate closely with your with your operations, with your product, with your services, with your brand. And it's not just slapping your name, you know, on onto advertisements and posters. But, uh, but, but we don't have this sports culture in that's Singapore. That's a problem. Yeah, and, where people but, uh, consume sports. Uh, sorry, I was just going to say, but with with a population of five and a half, six million, you know, for, from an advertising perspective, that's that's it's tiny, right? For most big players, if you look at your uh, you know your major multinationals that might have the money to actually invest in they really aren't going to get much of a return uh, if the return is more people buying their products or using their services how do we tackle that in singapore where our market is quite small no definitely and i think that uh, commensurate to that the the num- the dollar figures that you're talking with to support singapore sports given the level of development that we are in mm. is also not the same yeah, at the level sure. it's not the multi-million dollar nfl sort of budgets sure. or nba teams sure. Um, but in terms of value to corporates, Singapore is a very, very critical market as being a, a sort of a landmark market, uh, a milestone market in Asia mm. and in Southeast Asia. What happens in Singapore is watched quite closely by a lot of different markets around, by a lot of different brands. And if something is executed well and carried out well in Singapore, whether it's an event, whether it's a, it's a type of a product association or sponsorship, it has knock-on effect in the rest of the region as mm. well. Mm. Now, how do we activate that? You obviously need good uh, digital platforms. If you're in broadcast, traditional media, that's great. But increasingly, social media and digital assets to, to sort of develop properties that could be consumed, you know, whether it's a, it's a series or sports game, uh, you know, training or, or, or interesting sort of lifestyle products around sports. When you build something like that, you're then able to offer value to corporates and to say that, hey, you know, we're worth something. You know, let's talk a little bit about a deal. Uh, and I think that's much more powerful than saying, you know, we're we're so poor thing, we need more funding, please give more, give us more funding, and then <laughs> becoming like a charity. I well, think we should I, avoid that. You know, I don't think anybody wants something for nothing, but the challenge is how do you get something for something? And uh, and and the some the first something is money from you know to help build better training facilities or to get better coaches or nutritionists or sports psychologists you know whatever it is that that the athletes need to to really play at the highest levels and then how do you give those corporates or those sponsors something in return and philanthropy is has always been a, a you know a discussion a hot topic across Asia especially where it seems like in the West people are a little bit more open with their wallets sometimes uh, from for some of these 
uh, types of efforts. And so how do we how do we crack that yeah. uh, in in Singapore with a small market, but with a market that's got great potential for good sportsmen, yeah. you know, sportsmen and women? Definitely. I mean, just looking at again, coming full circle to how our, our athletes are performing, we can we definitely have talent and ability and drive here yeah. in Singapore. Um, you say that you know people don't want want not everybody wants money for nothing, but you'd be surprised. You know, a lot of uh, a lot of people in the sports community don't have that experience in okay. designing value and offering it to to potential sponsors and mm. partners. So I think a bit of work needs to be done there. Yeah. All right, Nicholas Fang of Black Dot. Thanks for coming on uh, this morning on and talking about the Sea Games and what that means to Singapore and across the region. Good to see you. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download the SPH Radio app available on Google Play or the App Store.